Hello and welcome to this week's journalism.co.uk podcast. I'm Adelina Chobano, and today we are taking a look at how and why the Bureau Local held a collaborative journalism event that brought together more than 160 people to scrutinize local budget proposals. Part of the Bureau of Investigative Journalism, the Bureau Local was set up last year to develop a collaborative network of people across the UK who are interested in pursuing local accountability reporting through data and investigative techniques. Shortly after its launch, the Bureau Local's small team, run by Director Megan Lucero, began investigating voter power ahead of the 2017 UK election. They organised a hack day in five cities in the UK to enable people in those communities to dig into data that had previously been unavailable at a local level. Last weekend, they held their second hack, this time in London, Leeds, Newcastle, Manchester and Coventry to look into local budget proposals and planned cuts. More than 160 people from various backgrounds and with different levels of expertise participated in the five events that were held simultaneously on February the 3rd. And almost 200 people took part in the Slack group, set up to discuss the data, share findings and story leads. The Bureau logo started planning the hack day in January, after launching its council budget investigation in December, when Gareth Davies, one of the reporters on the team, brought forward the idea of centralising the information available from individual councils to get an idea of how the cuts could impact local services. Every year these councils come out and they say, here's what we propose to cut or what we propose to spend. And then oftentimes those were up to public consultations or they have some town hall sort of style meetings. They had just different ways of engaging that with the public. And then it kind of goes through a review process and then it goes published. And he was just sort of saying that that's just not really happening anymore. Like it's happening to some degree. You just don't read about it as much. We read a lot about what things have happened after. So cuts that happen after the fact, but not as they're being proposed. Our project is about serving local communities, about reinvigorating and regenerating local journalism into doing that by taking on really challenging projects. You know, he came to me and saying, why don't we take this on? Why don't we try to find a way to kind of centralize these draft budgets? Because they're not centralized, they're all held locally, so that we can start to get an idea of what are the kinds of things that are going to be cut in this coming year? What are the real pressures that councils are going to be facing? And to be fair, like, as you can imagine, it's, it's quite a tricky subject. I don't think most people would want to sit and look at their own finances or to look at their own budgets, let alone pouring through council finance documents to find out how much do they have in the reserves? What are they cutting this year? Where are they saving? Where are they spending? So, you know, I think there was a little bit of skepticism of, is this really just going to be kind of for the financial sort of nerds? But we just found the absolute opposite. In the lead up to the hack, the team worked to collect and organize the data, and they also held a roundtable with experts to get some pointers for what to look for, before releasing the data to participants on the morning of the event. We released the data about 10.30 or so in the morning. And then we what we call a reporting recipe, which is a guide on how to kind of navigate it, which columns to look at if you're looking at this or that. So hopefully, with that, if you didn't have any sort of technical expertise, you could navigate a spreadsheet and understand what you might be looking for. Then, you know, each location sort of branched off and found out the interests and the skill sets of everyone in that room. And then there were specific projects that were taken on as a challenge for the day. And then people sort of were working on that and feeding that into the chat channel throughout the day. Hey, I'm finding this. Are you finding that? Hey, I have a question about this? Um, Is anyone else looking at that? And it was just kind of this real organic group discussion while at the same time having some focuses in each of the locations. And so by the end of the day, we sort of pulled through the story ideas that came forward. So now we're sort of in a massive sprint to get our stories out potentially this week um, and to take into account everyone else. At the same time, right the day before the 
past day, it was reported that there's a lot of reporting around council finances at the moment. And Northamptonshire is a is a council that's in sort of really deep financial crisis and had mentioned that they can no longer be spending outside the kind of core of what they needed. And that it's been reported for a while about the kind of government investigation that was going into that. So all of a sudden, there's just chat around councils that are in crisis, Northampton being the only one, but people sort of asking that question, like, what, what kind of pressures are being put on these councils? You know, their budgets are being cut. There's a huge demand for a lot of services that cost a lot and that's increasing. So how are they going to balance that? And I think it was really important for us on the day that our project was just about trying to understand and contextualize it. So yes, there's cuts that are being made and there's spending that's being made in certain areas, but why is that? I think that is the important part for us to bring to this sort of community gathering is that journalism isn't about the what, it's about the why. So why is this happening? Why are these pressures facing these councils and how do these councils have to make decisions and what's going to happen off the back of that? What services are going to be stopping? What services are going to continue to go? Where are people doing well? Where is it Where is it hurting? And so the hack day was just the beginning, really. It was making it available, bringing everybody together in a room. Um, and now people are kind of, now that they're equipped to that, they're able to go away and really start to dig into that. As well as having a higher number of participants, the second hack was structured slightly differently to the first one, grouping people by interest and expertise and bringing partners such as Data Unlocked, Open Data Manchester and the Open Data Institute in Leeds on boards to help with technical questions and tasks on the day. I sent each member of my team to a different location. Then you had the host of whoever was hosting us physically in the space. So you had the lead from the university or something like that. And then you also had oftentimes a partner who also was there. So whether that was one of our data partners or whether that was some of these community groups as well. So you had a lot of hands on deck in that regard. And this time, at least in the way that I ran the Newcastle one, is we siloed them off into groups, whereas before we were kind of all kind of collectively, well, individually, collectively digging for our own stories, where this time we tried to look at groups by their interest and their skill sets. And we bundled them up and it was much easier to kind of manage from that perspective. And there is a lot of interesting things that people were looking at, but not all of it's going to be stories. I think some of it is storytelling. You know, there was a lot of people from the tech perspective that were focusing on just building tools that would be useful to journalists and trying to interrogate or useful to the public and trying to interrogate it. In Newcastle, I had a really interesting group of international students and they formed their own group that kind of came in saying, look, we weren't born here, but we care about this place and we live here and we care about cuts that are happening to Newcastle. And they set out as their task to try to make a video around an outsider's perspective on the cuts and what that means and also a perspective on why they care and why it matters some of these cuts that they were looking into. So there was all kinds of different sort of storytelling that can be going on, whereas I think the first hack day we ran was very much, let's get a story out really quickly. It's the election. People need to see that. There's going to be loads of stories that come out of it. But I think because this was so much more based on sort of more of a community and civic journalism project, I think the big takeaway was immediately at the event, there were, at least in my group, people saying they had felt more informed. They got a better idea of what was happening. I mean, there was a sort of immediacy to that. It wasn't an act of journalism, which you're reading an article or watching a documentary. It was being a, a member of the public, just having a look at the finances and sitting around the context and understanding right then and there, taking away and uh, learning from that. So it's just a very different expression of how journalism can reach and touch different communities. The main challenge for the team was whether the data on hand was too difficult for people, particularly those who didn't have a strong interest in finance, to understand and become interested in. But as it turned out, that wasn't really the case. 
surprising thing to me was actually how much people were just willing to try to get understand that. They gave up their Saturday and showed up to kind of learn about finances. And ultimately it came down because it does matter. Like maybe, like you said, you don't sit down and read through finance documents on, in your spare time, but it matters if it's going to affect how you access services where you live. You want to know what kind of money is available in this space. What kind of services are going to be available for me, for my family? Is my council tax going to go up? That is something that will directly kind of affect you. Are these really, you know, public health and adult social care and children protection services. These are really, really delicate issues that are now taking the hit. Those are really important things that touch people's lives. And and I was really surprised at how just people were willing to try to wrap their head around something complicated and complex or to look at a data set that maybe they were a bit nervous around looking at data so that they can try to understand the bigger picture. Because it is something that affects everyone. It's our job as journalists to simplify the complex. That's that's what a journalist's job is, I really believe, is taking the complex and making it simple, making information accessible for every member of the public. It's our job to go in and pour through finance documents, understand the complex nature of it. Because that's the thing is these documents are just filed online on, a, on just council websites in PDFs oftentimes. But how many people actually go on and click it and read through it and truly understand all of it? I think that's our job as journalists to do that. And it's a bit more of a difficult job. And I think it was a bit bold of us to try to go in and bring that to a hack day rather than, I don't know, we could have done something on air pollution or you could have done something just as important, but perhaps on a simpler format. But I think it was a challenge that was worthwhile. And it's a challenge about how that touches people's lives. And I think ultimately, you know, journalism is about, is a cultural force for good, I think. And I think it also allowed people to be a bit more open to journalism at the moment. You can commit an act of journalism by sitting through and helping out in whatever skill set that you have, because you're trying to unearth something that's important and relevant to people in your community. The Bureau Local Network now has more than 600 members, and as it continues to grow, the hope is it will reach and engage community groups that are not necessarily avid news consumers or that aren't so familiar with the work the Bureau is doing. If the people who are signed up as members start participating more deeply, um, we start connecting with different groups that we've never connected before. I mean, those are the numbers I'm interested in. That kind of community groups who never heard of the Bureau of Investigative Journalism or who maybe don't even really read a lot of journalism getting involved. Those kind of numbers we really care about. And really making sure that, like I said, that we're really inclusive as possible. We want to make sure we're reaching people from all education levels, all backgrounds, all income levels, all backgrounds of our society. So I think um, that's what's really crucial about that. And yes, who knows the next day, whether it will be larger or whether it will be, you know, even more engaged in terms of the number of people who are showing up, investigating something and then potentially producing or acting on it. I think that's going to be the test to see sort of what comes out of this. But I think regardless of people who were there, I felt, at least in the feedback I got, was that it had already done huge amounts of good just for the people who attended. And they all walked away with leads of things they want to go and further investigate. So we'll just see what comes out of that. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. And have you got your News Your Wire ticket yet? Hi, everyone. Caroline from journalism.co.uk here. Just before you go, I wanted to remind you about our next News Your Wire event at Reuters in Canary Wharf, London. We have tons of fantastic speakers lined up, ready to talk about their latest projects and the tools they've been using to engage with audiences in 2018. And we'd love for you to join us on the day. So get your diaries out, mark the 7th of March with a red marker pen and head to newsyourwire.com for your ticket. And if you're feeling like you could do with a bit of training to further develop your digital journalism skills, you can choose to attend one of two full-day workshops on the 8th of March with a News Your Wire Plus ticket. Don't say we don't spoil you. Take care now and we hope to see you in a few weeks. Thank you.